Are you gonna let your kids be a terror? You're in charge. God has given you the ability and the responsibility to correct that. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. 19 Tips on How to Be an Epic Dad. That's the title of today's In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. And thank the Lord we have finished parenting. My wife and I have raised two daughters who are now grown, and one has a family of her own. We have grandkids, and that's the best because we get to spoil them and send them home. I never really understood the allure of grandparenting until we had them, and then we kind of wished we'd had them first. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about 19 tips on how to be an epic dad. Now, we started this one yesterday, so you're going to miss some of those tips. Uh, You probably should go to our website to hear the first part of this message, the Wednesday edition of In Grace. And I'll just give you the the ones that you're going to miss. We talked about being godly, being a good husband, being real, being consistent, being diligent. And then today, we're going to start with being fun. We talked a little bit about it last time. We're going to talk more about it today, the importance of being fun. And that doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to take them to expensive vacations or expensive sporting events. Go on a walk. And I'll, I'll talk about that today. And, and that's important that kids know that you care and that you want to spend time with them, focused on them, turn the phone off and do things with your kids and have fun. And then we have a lot of other tips for you today. 19 tips on how to be an epic dad. And I hope you're blessed by this. We also want to remind you probably for the last time that we have an Alaska creation cruise coming up in July. July 9th through the 16th is coming right up less than a month away. We still may have space. You're going to have to go to our website or call us to find out if we do. But We have a great creation speaker, Bruce Malone coming and It's a Holland America ship, a brand new one, New Amsterdam it's called, and we would love for you to join us in Alaska, a seven-day cruise plying the beautiful, calm waters of that great, beautiful state. And so contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com and click on travel. Take them for a walk. Well, my kids hate walking. Take them for a walk. Okay, you're the parent. You get to tell them what to do, okay? And have fun and, and talk about creation and look at the flowers and stop and, 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 and say, now who created this? How did this happen? Okay, get outside and, and that's part of, of being fun. And, and limit your screen time. You say, yeah, I, I shouldn't let them watch. No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. You know what? You should never do, now, I I really believe it's awesome if you can do this. Now, everyone can, but you should try to make this happen frequently. Have meals together. If you can, which if you try to, I think you can, have meals together and put your device away. Don't let it interrupt you. Now, if you're a brain surgeon on call, that's the only exception But in all honesty, if you're always doing this, the kids will feel like they aren't important, okay? So make a conscious effort to put it away, sit down, and talk. 
talk. That's what those meals are so good at is being able to talk. How, how's your day? When they get home, talk. Okay, That's so important that you have that, that time with your kids to be fun, to get outside, to limit your screen time, and just develop that relationship. Love your kids. Love your kids. Your kids crave your love. You know how I know that? Because when they're little, they are always asking you to watch them. Dad, watch. Dad, watch. Dad, watch, right? They all do it. And if you say, okay, I'm watching, and they sense at all that you're not paying attention to whatever they're about to say or do, whatever funny or crazy thing it is, um, they know. And you'll see a look of disappointment on their face. They're craving your attention. Make sure you give it to them. Make sure you don't let other things distract you from loving your kids. And that leads us to this, this other half of this dynamic, and that's to lovingly discipline them. Lovingly discipline them. There was a man in the grocery store that had a little kid in the, in the seat, and he was pushing it around, and the kid's throwing a terror, and, and you could hear the dad saying, calm down, Billy. Don't get excited, Billy. You'll be okay, Billy. And a woman saw this happening, and she noticed the commotion of the, the little kid and, and the, the things that the, the dad was mumbling, and she said to him, she said, well, sir, I am so impressed by how patient you are with little Billy. He said, oh, no, no, I'm Billy. <laughs> are you going to let your kids do that? Are you going to let your kids be a terror? You, again, you're in charge. God has given you the ability and the responsibility to when they are misbehaving to correct that. Okay? Now, how do you do that? Well, there's lots of ways that you can discipline your kids. Make sure it's always out of love, okay? But don't let them just do whatever they want to do. Proverbs 3.12 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. This is something that God does with us. He loves us enough to correct us, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. You're doing this out of love, but you have to do it. You have to be the adult, don't let them run your life. I'm not saying that you're so strict and stern that they're always afraid of you, but they had better have some fear of dad. I think when I was 18, if my dad had said bend over, I probably would have bent over, okay? Fear the balance. Make sure it comes from love. Make sure you are controlled, but you have to discipline your kids, you have to. And I know uh, some people teach that this will only create aggression. and it will only, No, it doesn't. Look at Proverbs 13, 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. Now that goes against all of the parenting books that you're going to find out there. But this is what the Bible says. You say, well, I'm, I'm against spanking. Well, then you're against the Bible. Okay, I can't help you. Okay. But he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. What is betimes? It's the idea of early. Uh, uh, don't wait. Start this. Or you say, how early? As soon as you feel like they are not hungry, not wet, you know, 
And there's parents that have excuses, 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 excuses. You have a blind spot as a parent, okay? And if you ever notice a child that's kind of out of control and a parent that's really not taking it seriously, taking it as they should, lovingly talk to that person. Now, if you ever get talked to, don't be all defensive. No, you know, this is my, my perfect little Johnny. Johnny's not perfect. Sorry if your name is Johnny, by the way. But we have to remember that we're all born in sin and we all need to corral that. And, and parents chasing your children, disciplining your children without hesitation is important. Uh, I, I think you should spank for rebellion. What does that mean? Well, for instance, if your kid is throwing a ball in the house and they break a lamp, is that rebellion? It is if you've told them to not throw the ball in the house and they do it anyway. If they go against what you've said, that's rebellion. Spank for rebellion. Now, what if it's an accident? Well, they should still have to pay for whatever they've damaged. Okay, accountability. We'll talk about that in a second. But if it's rebellion, you've got to discipline them, I think, by spanking. That's how we did it. That's how I think it should be done. If they're rebelling, then you, you spank them. How hard? Well, you don't want to permanently hurt them, but you definitely want to use the place that God has designed so perfectly uh, to give them a little temporary pain, a sting, a good sting, uh, so that they will save themselves and others from heartache later. That's what it's all about, okay? How many times? Well, you're, you're the parent. You know what, what they're gonna need. And uh, some kids probably chuckle after you get done because you didn't really do anything, okay? So they need to know that they've been visited and I'll leave that up to you, okay? Spank for rebellion. So we know that God disciplines us for our good and when we learn from God's chastening, we can share in his holiness. And that's, the, the, the whole point of this, you're doing it because you want them to not hurt themselves, not hurt other people, and learn young that that type of behavior is not acceptable to God. And so therefore, this is the consequence. This is what you're going to get. In Hebrews 12, 10, it says, for they verily for a few days chastened us after, our own, after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. When we discipline our children, you know what they receive? They receive wisdom. Proverbs 29, 15, the rod and reproof give, say this, wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Okay? That's all I'm going to say on that. But make sure that you discipline them out of love. And also make sure that the the consequence is appropriate to the offense. Number 10, don't provoke. Don't provoke. Ephesians 6, 4 again says, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. What does that mean? Well, there was a young man. He was a cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys some years ago, David Simons. And he said that his father, a military man, was extremely hard on him. For instance, when David was really young, his dad bought him a bike, and the bike had, was all disassembled. You know, when you buy these things, make sure that it's all assembled. So the bike was all disassembled, and so David's dad said he wanted David to put it together. 
And the, David was a little boy, and, and he, he had trouble and wasn't able to figure out, and his dad wasn't helping him. And his dad was so frustrated and started yelling at David and then said, fine, you know, you can't do this, and I'll do it for you and put it together. That's provoking your children to wrath. How can you handle that? Well, I think you should challenge your kids, but help them along the way. Help them and, and maybe sit down with them and go over it and do it with them. But don't throw things at them that they can't possibly do and then yell at them and then they get frustrated. So David didn't understand this. Uh, David said that he struggled uh, to the point of tears with these types of things when his dad was so hard on him. He said that when he started playing football in high school, his father was unrelenting, criticizing him. He said that most kids got butterflies before the game. David got butterflies after the game because he said, when I get home, I know that dad is going to take me in the backyard and point out all the mistakes that I've made in the game. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with helping your kids not make mistakes, but make sure you do it positively. Your kids and grandkids are being bombarded by evolution and humanism. Equip them with resources that will help them not only survive, but thrive. As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week, Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. When your gift is $35 or more, you will receive two more exciting video adventures, irrefutable creation evidence, a behind-the-scenes tour of Carl Baugh's fascinating Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, and Origins, Creation or Evolution, a walk through the incredible Institute for Creation Research Discovery Center with Frank Sherwin. To make an investment in Grace, call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to ingrace. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. 11, encourage your kids. Um, now, don't, don't overdo it. Make sure your praise is sincere. Uh, don't tell your kid that uh, they, they, they are so good at basketball, they could be on the Bulls. Probably not. I probably not, Okay. Be sincere. Make sure when you encourage them that what you're saying is, is sincere and it's right, it's true. Uh, set boundaries, okay? They respond when you set boundaries. Why? Because boundaries help them feel protected and loved, okay? Make sure they know what you expect. Set boundaries. One thing that we wanted our kids to do because I was preaching on Sundays I told my kids on, on Saturday nights that I want them home when they're teenagers, uh, when they had some freedom to drive and do things with friends. I said, be home by, I think it was 10 o'clock. Maybe it was nine, I don't know. But I don't think it was unreasonable. I set that boundary and it was important to me because we wanted to make sure we were ready for church, especially if I'm preaching. And so we, we, we set these boundaries and if they broke that, then they're going to have to pay the consequences for it, Okay. So if you draw a line, make sure that you, you have a consequence when they cross that line. And when you do this when they're young, it's literally going to be able to save their life, okay? Setting boundaries. Protect them from infiltration. What is that? Well, the world is evil. If you didn't know that, all of, all of the media, all of the things are bombarding our kids from the youngest ages, even the public schools now, little kids are hearing such awful things 
You need to protect them. So how do you do that? Don't give them a device that gets them on the internet without you in that room. Protect them, safeguard them, set up some accountability, especially if they get older, and teach them the the seriousness of getting into all of these things. Protect them from infiltration. Uh, Give them appropriate responsibility. Let them learn by doing. Now, don't give them more responsibility than than they can handle, but uh, a lot more, but you can give them responsibilities. Make sure you give them jobs. Help them with them if they're not getting them done, but if it's laziness or rebellion, okay, take care of that. But give them responsibilities that are appropriate. Let them learn by doing things that they can do. Uh, Teach accountability. Again, if they break it, you're going to make sure they pay for it. If they can't pay for it, give them opportunities to earn money so they can replace it. Don't just bail them out. Don't bail them out. Teach accountability. Teach honesty. uh, Instill gratitude. Uh, Make sure they say thank you, but not just more than good manners. Make sure they are thankful people. Make sure they have a, a, a heart of gratitude. Always, even if it's a bad thing, show them the silver lining. And whatever that is, uh, teaching them honesty. Make sure that they are honest. If they lie, there's going to be a consequence for it. It's so important that they are truthful and that you're truthful. Uh, Teach giving. Uh, When they do start earning money, make sure that they give an offering. Make sure that you teach them how to tithe. I've been tithing since I was a child. And if it's 10 cents from a dollar, you're teaching them tithing. Continue that principle. And then they're watching you being generous and they'll learn from that as well. And then number 19, the most important, is to know and model your heavenly Father. Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba is an endearing term in many languages in the Middle East for dad or daddy. In order to be a good dad, you need to know your heavenly father. What does that mean? You need to be saved. You need to be spirit-filled. This job is hard enough if we don't have the Lord. But with the Lord, we can be a good dad. How can I know God as my father. How can I have that relationship? How can I have the spirit of adoption? Well, the Bible tells us that salvation, becoming a child of God, being born into his family, is simple. Jesus was talking to a very religious man. If religion could save you, this man would have already been saved. But he asked Jesus, his name was Nicodemus, how to be Born again, because Jesus said, you need to be born again. How can I be born again? What does that even mean? And then Jesus said to Nicodemus these words, for God so loved the world. Some people say, well, I had such a hard upbringing. I didn't, you know, I don't know what love is. Well, humans have broken relationships with each other, with our children, with our wives, with our, our colleagues, but the first, the relationship is broken between us and God. That needs to be repaired. But God loves you. He loves the, everybody in the world so much that he, what? Gave his only begotten son. 
So in other words, Jesus came into this earth, the Son of God, never sinned one time, but he was crucified. He went to the cross to be a sacrifice for your sins. He gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, that's anybody, believeth, that means to trust in, not a religion, not a pastor or a priest, but to trust in the person and work of Jesus. Whoever believes in him, Jesus, should not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. In order for you to know your heavenly Father, to be saved, to be born again, all you have to do is put your trust that Jesus died for your sins on the cross. Believe in him and him alone, and the Bible says you will not perish, you will have everlasting life, you will be reborn in a spiritual sense. You're a child of God at that moment. To be a good dad, you have to first know the Father. You can call him Abba once you have received by faith Jesus, and then you need to model him. Be like him. How? Study his word, talk to him, and let the Spirit of God who is now in you help you, empower you to do those things that you should do as a dad, not do those things that you shouldn't do as a dad, to have that balance of love and discipline, and you will be epic. You will be epic in the eyes of your kids um, if you can be that way. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works lest any man should boast. We all have sinned. Jesus had none. He came to be made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Our sin separates us from a holy God. Our sin cannot be paid for ourselves. Therefore, God came, sent his son to die. God in the flesh, Jesus, died for our sins and rose again. If you'll believe in him, you'll be saved. And you're in the hand of God. Can that ever change? No, he's got you. He's got you. Just like your, your kids got to know that no matter what, you love them to death. No matter what. The same with God. He loves you so much. How do we know that? Because Jesus died for you. And if you'll trust in him, you'll be saved. Not just for today or tomorrow, but forever. That's how you can know your heavenly father. And that's how you can model him to your children and raise them up to be godly. And then when they're out of your house, you've done everything that you can do to raise them, nurture them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And if you'd like to find out more about eternal life, about making sure you're on your way to heaven, call us. 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And hopefully we've been able to teach dads today uh, what, you know, some of these tips that the Bible gives us on how to be a epic dad. Uh, we also, before we leave, want to tell you about a very special thing we're going to do tomorrow. We're going to be featuring an interview I did with a gentleman who has since passed. His name is Dr. Kevin Anderson, and he's done a lot of research on dinosaur soft tissue. And I talked to him about that. Dinosaurs are fascinating to adults and to kids. And we have a very special video that we'd like to send to you as our thank you for your gift to In Grace. We were invited on a dinosaur dig in Colorado, and it's full of adventure and drama. And there's something on the video that totally disproves evolution. It's called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution, and it's my way of thanking you for your gift to In Grace 
this month. It's a video, either a DVD or digital download, and I'd love to send it to you and thank you in advance for your generous giving to InGrace. If your gift can be $35 or more, let me also send you a tour of the Institute for Creation Research's museum in Dallas. We call that one Origins, Creation versus Evolution with Frank Sherwin, and a tour of the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas with Dr. Carl Ball. We'd love to send you all three of these powerful and impactful creation videos. And all you have to do is make a gift of $35 or more to InGrace. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week, Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. When your gift is $35 or more, you will receive two more exciting video adventures, Irrefutable Creation Evidence and Origins, Creation or Evolution. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.